Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. Welcome back. Final segment of Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. It's great to be with you. I am Boyd Matheson. And as we uh, roll into the Pioneer Day weekend, uh, we've had a number of things on the program. If you missed early in the program, uh, we had a great conversation uh, with Elder D. Todd Christofferson of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter day Saints, uh, along with his brother Greg Christofferson, who happens to be the head of the Mormon Battalion Association, uh, and composer Marden Pond. Uh, they are uh, part uh, of that celebration, 175th anniversary uh, of the Mormon Battalion. And that is a story that uh, not nearly enough of us really understand or know. Uh, there'll be an event in the Tabernacle on Sunday evening, 7 p.m. Uh, no tickets required. You can just show up and go. Uh, and it is they have actually commissioned a uh, symphony, 10 movements. Uh, they'll also have images and narration of this extraordinary journey uh, of the Mormon Battalion and their impact, not just on the, uh, the West, but on the uh, country as a whole. Lessons learned, uh, roads that were improved, communities that were built out. And the, the way that they did it is very much in that pioneering spirit. Elder Christofferson mentioned specifically that once they got to California, they they continued to serve and help and make a difference. They made thousands and thousands of bricks that were used to build community buildings in the area there in California. Uh, they were an example of uh, the positives that can can come out. We also had on the program today Molly Jr. Bonner uh, and all of the events that we've been describing here on KSL News Radio throughout the day. A new monument dedicated up at This Is The Place Heritage Park, uh, honoring black pioneers, uh, including one that Molly Bonner uh, produced a film around. His name is Greenflake, uh, and just an extraordinary story uh, of these black pioneers and their unique contribution to the pioneering effort, both to get to the valley. Uh, uh, Greenflake was part of that vanguard company, uh, first to come into the valley, uh, and others who would would follow later on, and it we've talked about it uh, throughout the week. This this pioneering spirit, and often when we talk about that pioneering spirit, uh, we often do that in a in a couple of contexts. I always like to do it from the uh, the context uh, of a, a quote often attributed to Ralph Waldo Emerson, uh, which is "Do not go where the path may lead, but go instead where there is no path, and leave a trail." And I think that is so indicative of the pioneers that settled these mountain valleys here in what ultimately became the state of Utah, that they weren't just in it for themselves. It was not just about their own prosperity, their own safety and liberty. Uh, They were going to make sure that those that came after uh, would have what they needed to be able to survive and succeed and build their own dream uh, out here in the West and so I want to round out our, our thoughts on pioneering uh, with something that came after after those first groups of pioneers came in 175 years ago. 
Uh, in fact, I'm going to go uh, forward in time to uh, about 1856, October of 1856. Uh, you may recall there were two groups of handcart pioneers on their way to Utah, and they were stuck out there on the plains of what is now Wyoming. And those those handcart pioneers were, were stuck. They were short on provisions. Winter was uh, settling in. Uh, the ground was uh, frozen and hard. They they really couldn't even dig graves uh, for those who had died because of the cold and the exposure and the, the lack of nutrition. And in that same pioneering spirit, in October of 1856, uh, Brigham Young stood up to open uh, what we now refer to as a general conference of the church and where the citizens of this valley anxiously awaited to hear those inspiring speeches and powerful sermons that are very common to those kind of gatherings. Uh, But instead, uh, a little twist. Instead, Brigham Young began by simply reading a report. And it was a report that had been sent on to Salt Lake by the leaders of those handcart groups. And listen to this description. This is coming from the uh, leaders of the handcart group back to Salt Lake City. He said, uh, between five and 600 men, women, and children worn by drawing handcarts through the snow and mud, fainting by the wayside, falling, chilled by the cold, children crying, their limbs stiffened by cold, their feet bleeding, and some of them are bare to snow and frost. And then again in that classic pioneering spirit, Brigham Young called the people to action, and he did it as Brigham Young would do, a very simple message. He said, many of our brothers and sisters are on the plains with handcarts. They must be brought here. We must send assistance to them. Brigham Young went on to say that he wouldn't wait until tomorrow. He wouldn't wait for the next day. Instead, he called for 40 young men, 65 teams of mules and horses and wagons loaded with 24,000 pounds of flour to leave immediately to rescue those pioneers in the wilderness. Uh, He wasn't waiting around for a, a committee, nor was he waiting around for the federal government to solve the problem. He says, I won't wait. Then he said, I will tell you all that your faith and profession of religion will never save one soul of you unless you carry out just such principles as I am now teaching. Go and bring in those people now on the plains. And, of course, we know that uh, they did that. The rescue party was assembled rapidly, and they were on their way, uh, headed east towards those plains of what is now Wyoming, And when they did reach them, uh, to me, this is the significant part. It shows the pioneering spirit. Yes, they reached them with food and blankets and hope. And the survivors uh, of that horrible ordeal uh, were then carried, some of them literally on the backs of their rescuers, to what we now call Salt Lake City. And they were home at last to a city they'd never seen, but into a community where they belonged. And I think that is the pioneer spirit of Utah today, that we can take an immigrant 
a refugee from Afghanistan or Ukraine, and yes, we can bring them into a city they have never seen, but they will feel and know that they are now part of a community where they belong. Because again, real pioneers uh, are not just going where the path already leads. They're going where there is no path and then leaving a trail for others to follow. And so regardless of what you do over the holiday weekend, whether you're going parading or just barbecuing or pooling, uh, I hope you do take some time, uh, regardless of what you think your background is, whether you can make the claim of uh, having uh, ancestors who walked the plains or who came to the valley, uh, or whether your ancestors just chose to come here later on, or whether you chose to come here last week or last month. Uh, this is a community where we don't just go where the path is, we go where there is no path, and then we leave a trail for others to follow. Because to me, that's the extraordinary part of what we call the beehive state. Uh, it is a pioneering spirit and legacy. It what It is what has caused this place to become uh, a true crossroads of the West. And what I believe uh, is that Utah is so well positioned uh, for the future to be a crossroads to the world. And it's because of community and that pioneering spirit to not just look out for yourself, but to make sure you make a difference for others along the way. All right, that'll wrap it up for us here on Inside Sources today. And as always, as you go out into the world, make sure you see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something that makes a difference. KSL FM Midvale, KSL Salt Lake City. Listen on any smart speaker and in your car at 102.7 FM. KSL News Radio, Utah's all day companion for news. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.